0: My soul saves it. Say it. Say, this. say Come down, Selector. Don't miss the freedom streams where My you will be impacted with powerful, life changing messages by, by Pastor Dennis Matto. Come on, do you know it? Just sing it with me. Divisions, denominations, and problems come from these two sources: doctrines and gifts. If we are frank and honest, we will admit that the more doctrines and gifts we have, the more divisions we have in the church. Every division and denomination is built up on either a certain doctrine or a certain kind of gift. I am standing here to challenge this. My attitude is toward Christ, not toward doctrine. I don't like to talk about doctrine. We simply need to help people to believe in Jesus. Christ, to personally receive Him as their Savior and the Son of God who was incarnated as a man, died on the cross for our sins and resurrected on the third day. Then we need to help people to love this Christ, to know this Christ, to experience this Christ and to be built up as a church to experience this Christ. As long as we do that, that is wonderful, that is good enough. Let us forget everything else. Let us love Christ. Let us know Christ. Let us experience Christ. Let us enjoy christ let us be built up as a church to experience and express this christ freedom experience experiencing christ experience the mystery of the word the redemptive power revelation and eternity purpose brought to light in your walk with christ freedom experience zone radio enjoying music with the spirit Welcome to Freedom Streams brought to you by Freedom Express Ministry, Makindye Kampala, Uganda. These teachings express the triune God in His Word. Add light to impart, light to shine, grace to enjoy, and truth to your lives. And now, let's listen to Pastor Dennis Matumba. glory to god glory to god i want to welcome you to this third episode of the experience of christ and i uh, want you to see that the lord is uh, now carrying us on to see that we continue to enjoy the word and to get this vision from the scriptures we are now taking our full study in the books of galatian colossian and uh, ephesian and also philippians we are seeing that There is much to see in these four books. They speak a lot of uh, revelations concerning this Christ. We we were saying in the second episode that these four short books provide us with the full vision of Christ. And we saw that after the problems that were in the Corinthians, then we are now facing, we come to the books of Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. And these four books, we say that they reveal Christ in a full way. After the two Corinthians are done, we need these four books to give us a full revelation. Because you saw in the 1st Corinthians and 2nd Corinthians, people are troubled with the gifts and what? They are troubled with gifts and also with um with the doctrines but we come to the books that talk about Christ that take us into full revelation of this Christ these four books have given us a full revelation a full vision and for the very first time we see Christ who is the that is the answer to all the problems in the church life when we come to these books as we have been saying that these books tell us the first, that number one they tell us that who Christ is, what is this Christ, and who Christ is. Uh, who Christ is. That's the first thing we learn into these books. Number two, we say that they tell us how how this general objective Christ must be very individual, subjective, personal to us. In other words, you have got to learn to make this object objective Christ, this, uh, this general Christ, make him individual, as the Christ who belongs to you, as the Christ who is for you, who is living in you. Make him subjective. Make him him part of your life. Make him personal. Don't take Christ as the Savior of the world. Take him as the individual Lord and Savior of your life. The one who enters into you to move you, to live you, to change your life. So, uh, we see that we, we learn how Christ has to be worked into us to be the inward and indwelling Christ. Number three is so that uh, these books, they teach us, they tell us the secret of experiencing and partaking of Christ. And the last th- uh, thing we saw is that uh, the books of Ephesians, Colossians, Galatians, and Philippians, they tell us what is the result, the issue, of, uh, the issue of the experience of Christ. Now, it is important for us to know and to love, to experience this Christ. So, we see that these four books, they cover four points four important points in these four books you are seeing four bases they are four important points are, are, are the basis of these books for example in the book of colossians it tells us who christ is if you want to discover in the episodes who christ is the book of Colossians is so important now in order for us to know who christ is we must read the short book of colossians then when, when we come to galatians Galatians tells us that the all-inclusive Christ has to be wrought in us. He has got to be wrought in us, into us. He has has to live in us. And even he has got to be formed in us. When you come to Galatians, they are teaching you how this Christ who is all-inclusive must be wrought into you so that he lives in you, so that he reaches a level whereby he is built up in you. Now, When we come to the following scripture, which is Philippians, the following book is Philippians. Now, the Philippians tell us that, it tells us the secret of how to experience this indwelling Christ. If you want to discover the secret of how to experience Christ, read the book of Philippians. It is telling us the secret of how to experience Christ, this indwelling Christ, who is the all-inclusive one. Finally, when we come to the book of Ephesians, it reveals that, the issue, the result of the experience of Christ is the church. Is the church. Now that in Ephesians we come to know the mystery of the church. The issue what results in the in, in knowing Christ who so is, what results in the all inclusive Christ to be wrought into us, living in us, formed in us. What what results in the secret of how to experience this in reading Christ? It will result into the The church, it results into the church. And the church is the heart of God. The church is the desire of Christ. If there is anything He wants us to do, He wants us to build His church. He wants us to lift the church. Hallelujah. So Christ has the focus of God's will. And Christ being the economy, uh, of God is the, the focus of God is and economy. He is the mystery of God. God as the portion of, is the mystery of God uh, and is the portion of the saints. Jesus Christ is the only portion for the saints. Jesus Christ is the focus of God's will. Jesus Christ is the focus of God's will and of his economy. Jesus Christ is the mystery of God. If there is anything we can preach, we have got to preach Christ. When we come to the book of Colossians, it speaks of the eternal will of God. In chapter 1, it begins by telling us that God had an eternal will, the economy of God, the mystery of God, and and the God-given portion to us was Jesus Christ. Now, what is the will of God here? What is the will of God here? What does God intend to dispense to us? In, this econ- in his economy, in the word, in his administration. What is the mystery of God? You have got to ask yourself these questions. What is the will of God? What does God intend to dispense to us in his economy? What is the, min- the mystery of God? And what is the portion God gives to us? These questions must be answered by a careful study of the scriptures. The answer to all these questions is Jesus Christ. God's will is to work Christ into you and me. God's will is to work Christ into, and me, into you and me in His economy. God intends to dispense Christ to us. If God intends to do anything, He wants to dispense Christ into us. Christ is the mystery of God. And Christ is the portion that God gives to us. If God would desire to give you anything, He wants to give you Christ. So that's why in these short books we have we have such great terms as his will in the book of Colossians, the stewardship or the economy of God, the mystery of God, the allotted portion for the saints or the inheritance. That is in chapter 1 of Colossians verse 9, verse 25, and Colossians chapter 2, verse 2, and also Colossians 1 12. So all these are Christ. They're talking about one person. So, God has one will in the universe. God doesn't have many wills. He has one will. When we come to Romans chapter 12 verse 2, it speaks of the singular of the will of God. God doesn't have wills. He has one will. And, and Romans 2 says that the will of God, that which, that which is good and well-pleasing and perfect, the will of god so some may say that the will of god is to go to a certain college or to get married however if our going to a college is not for christ that is not the will of god if you likewise if your marrying is without christ that is not the will of god that means that in whatsoever thing we do we are supposed to do it for the glory of god christ must be manifested in everything we do It makes sense when we do a thing and it's going to uh, express the Lord our God. So, going to courage is not for Christ. If it is not for Christ, then that's not the will of God. If marrying without Christ, then that's not the will of God. If you marry and you are without Christ, that's not the will of God. So, whatever we do in Christ, whatever we do with Christ, and whatever we do for Christ is the will of God. I repeat this, whatever you do in Christ, whatever you do with Christ and whatever you do for Christ must be that is what called the will of God. Now because God's will is simply Christ. Nothing else and nothing else. The God's will is simply Christ, nothing else. Hallelujah. So God's will is to make Christ everything to us. That is God's desire. That is God's heart. He wants to make Jesus Christ to become everything to us. He does not want to give us any other thing apart from Christ. There is no better gift God can give us other than His Son, Jesus Christ. It is that we we take Christ. He wants us to take Christ as everything, that we take Him as our life, to live Him by Him, and give Him the first place in our lives, to make Him the preeminent, the one that is the one that is on top in all our life. Once we live this way, we are going to experience Christ, we are going to enjoy Christ. For, for, For something to be the will of God, it must be in Christ. For something to be the will of God, it must be with Christ. For something to be the will of God, it must be for Christ. Hallelujah. So, even if I minister here, like you are listening, you are hearing me, yet not in Christ yet not with Christ yet not for Christ this ministry this ministry is not the will of God God has only one will and this will is Jesus Christ hallelujah so therefore there is no need to check something in any other way simply check whether all not that thing is in Christ if your marriage is not in Christ it's not the will of God if your business is not uh, in Christ that's not the will of god if everything you do is not in with christ that is not the will of god and if everything anything you are doing is not for christ soon still that is not the will of god hallelujah there is no no need to wait all to analyze if we can boldly say with the full assurance that we are doing something in christ we are doing something for christ we are doing something with christ then that is the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is the will of God. Hallelujah. So, we are repeating this for you so that you take it within your heart. God's economy is to dispense Christ into us. That is God's administration. That is God's plan. That is God's dispensation. He wants to dispense Christ into us. And this very Christ is the portion of of the saints. We have no any other portion. God has not kept for us any other portion. He has only kept for us Jesus Christ. And in Christ are all the riches. Everything is found in Him. If you ask me what I have, I will tell you one thing, that I have nothing. I have nothing. Yet I have everything because I have Christ as my portion. If we receive something other than Christ as our portion, we will be cheated. God cannot give you something lesser than Christ. So let us not pursue the things that are not Christ. Let us not eat that bread that is not food. Eat that which is not bread. In the Old Testament, Solomon the wise king told us that all things under the sun are vanity. That is Ecclesiastes 1, 1 to 11. He says that everything under the sun is vanity. Now when we come to the New Testament, Paul counted all things dung and refuge. Rather and and a refuse, eh? in Philippians chapter three verse eight, Paul counts all things lost. He counts all things refuse He counts them as dung. That means even a PhD degree is dung without Christ. That means even all the tall, attractive buildings in the city, they are all dung without Christ. God would cheat us if He gave us these things, material things, as our portion. God cannot give you what is not of himself. That means that when you are getting a house, get it with Christ, all in Christ, all for Christ's sake. You understand? So these are not our God-given portion, the things that we crave for in the world. They are good, but they are not God-given until we have Christ, until they glorify Christ. The portion God gives us is the reality. That is Christ, the Son of God. All other things are shadows. All things are vanity of vanities. Only Christ is real. He is grace and He is reality. Hallelujah! So that is uh, His grace and His reality. John one seventeen. We praise the Lord Jesus for that. He is our portion. I am satisfied because I have the unique, universal, universal portion—the portion of the saints, which is Christ Himself. Christ is our portion. Christ is our gift. God's intention is simply to give us this one portion, the portion Jesus Christ, hallelujah. So, we want to understand today what Christ is toward God, what Christ is toward God, who is this portion, who is this Christ? Colossians first tells us that Christ our portion is the image, the expression of the invisible God. That is in Ephesians chapter 1. Rather, that is in Colossians chapter 1 verse 15. It says that Christ is the image, the expression of the invisible God. What God is, what God has, what God has done, what God can do are all embodied in Jesus Christ and expressed in him and through this Christ. Whatever God we want to do it is embodied in Christ. Christ is the very expression. Christ is the very explanation. Christ is the very definition of the very God you want to see. We may think that we need Christ only to be our Savior, to save us from the hellfire and take us into heaven. However, I want to tell you, Christ being the image of the invisible God is much higher than mere salvation that you acquired. Now, you come to see that most believers once they get saved, they think that it is done. Everything is done and they sit and relax. I tell you, wake up. We may think that we need Christ only to be our Savior, to save us from hellfire, but Christ is higher than that. Within Christ is as, as the image, within Christ as the image, the expression of God dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. It pleased the Father to have his fullness dwell in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So, Colossians 1.19 and um, Colossians 2.9. 2, the fullness of God is in Christ. He is the very embodiment of God. If you want to touch God, then touch Christ. Without Christ, all outside of Christ, we do not have God and we cannot find God. You never find God without Christ. You will never be in God without Christ. So, this Christ is also the mystery of God. The Bible has told us in verse 2, Christ is the mystery of God. Now, as the mystery of God, Christ is also the history of God. In other words, the whole story of God is in Christ and is Christ. Christ is the history of God. The whole story about God is Jesus Christ. Whatever God has been, whatever God is, and whatever God shall be is in Christ. Moreover all that God planned and purposed to do is for him so that he might have the preeminence the first place in all things Colossians 1:18 Colossians 1:18 Now this pertains to the relationship of Christ toward God with God everything is Christ and with God everything is in Christ I hope you're following and being blessed this is how to call what we call experiencing Christ. This is what we call enjoying this Christ, realizing Him, taking Him day by day. Hallelujah for that. Glory to Jesus. So, what Christ is concerning creation. What Christ is concerning creation. In other words, we have got to know what Christ is towards creation. The, uh, the, the, we, when we see the, the, the creation, Christ is the first item. Christ is the firstborn of all creation. Colossians 1.15 Christ is the first item. When God was creating all the items, Christ was the first. Amen. So, I do not have the human words to explain this, but Christ is the creator as well as the creature. Christ is the is the creator as well as the creature. He is the one who created, and he is also the one who has created. This is what it means to be to be having the first preeminence and to, to be the firstborn of all creation. All creation was made in him, through him, and unto him. When you read Colossians 1, chapter 1, verse 16, you see that all things were made by him. They are made in him, with him, through Him and to Him. In Him and through Him, they refer to the past. And and unto Him refers to His inheritance in the future. So, what then is of the present? Because we have seen in Him and through Him, that is in the past. And we have also seen that unto Christ refers of the things in the future. What then is of the present? Now, At the present time, according to the scriptures, all things cohere. All things subsist in him. He upholds everything. He is the firstborn of all creation and all creation was made through him. In the past, it exists in him, in the present, and it is unto him in the future. That is how big is creation. Hallelujah. Millions of solar, the big of the, the, the size of creation, millions of solar, the galaxies, the, um, the, the the form of the universe, you understand the billions of galaxies and the forms of the universe and no one has found what is at the center of it all. What does it mean that Christ is the center of it all, Christ is the center of everything. all this was created through Christ, all this was created it has its existence in Christ and it is unto Christ all these scientists they have they realize that there is now and there is an unknown power in the universe and that power is Christ himself it is Christ himself praise him praise the Lord so what Christ is in redemption because we are now seeing a vision of Christ in the scriptures what is Christ is towards redemption. When we come to redemption, because we have seen the creation, that Christ is the firstborn, then what is this Christ towards redemption? Redemption is in Christ, and Christ accomplished redemption. That is in verse 14. In the redemption, he dealt with our sins and the world, he abolished the ordinances, and he dusted off the evil forces. That is Colossians 2.14 and 15. The whole universe is full of dirt. Full of dirt. And full of dust. When Christ put on, put on the flesh, He took all this dirt upon Himself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, then He put His this flesh, this flesh with its dirt on the cross. And by the death of the cross, He dusted away. He stripped off all the dirt. And now we are free. In particular, he dusted away the principalities, the powers, the dominions, the evil powers and the air, uh, the the principal powers in the air. So we see that they were all shook off. They are all dusted. His redemption includes all of these. Moreover, Christ accomplished redemption to reconcile, to bring us back not only us the believers but also the things that are in heaven and the things that are on earth and things that we have created through him subsist in him and are unto him that is colossians 1 20. praise the lord praise the lord now you look and see that christ is everything in is everything in our life another question is what christ is in the new creation because we have seen the old life which is is the firstborn of all creation We have seen Him as the Redeemer. Now we are seeing Him in this new life, in this new creation. Hallelujah. So in the new creation, in the new creation, Christ is the head of the body, the church. In the new creation, Christ is the firstborn from the dead. Christ is the firstborn in two ways. The first way, Christ is the firstborn of the old creation. And also, Christ is the firstborn of the new creation. Hallelujah. When you read uh, uh, and examine verse 15 of Colossians and verse 15, uh, up to verse 18 of Colossians, okay? So, we see this vision that we are still seeing from the scriptures. We are seeing the grace of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, at work in the words of the word of God. So, we want to see what Christ... um, Uh, what Christ is what Christ is as the body of all shadows Christ is something Christ is the reality of all the shadows but what is this Christ as the body we see that all positive things in the universe they are shadows they are not the reality a man is not a, a real husband you know that the the, the the real husband is Jesus Christ. His sons are not real sons because Jesus is the Son of God. That means whatever we want to become, it is just shadow. The reality is in Christ. No matter what kind of light someone is under, if he goes not, if he, if he does not have Christ, he is still in darkness because that light is not the real light. And the sunshine is not the real sunshine. Everything we see is not the real. Our clothing is not the real clothing, regardless of how good our cloth is. But if we do not have Christ, we are naked. Christ is also the real food. Christ is also the drink. Christ is the reality of all things. Because let us know it from today that christ is all the positive things in the universe the rest of the things are shadows christ is the reality of everything christ is everything and uh, we when we look at everything that we are seeing with our eyes all those things are shadows they are not the reality i've said a man is not the real husband because jesus is the husband of the church a man his son is not the real son because jesus is the son of god No matter what light you are having, you are sitting under, if that light is not having Christ, is not of Christ, you are still in darkness because Christ is the light. Hallelujah. He's the real light. So the sunshine is not the real sunshine. Our clothes are not the real clothings. Regardless of how good our clothings are, if we do not have Christ, we are naked. That's why the Bible was telling the church that it is naked without clothes and they had to come to Christ so that they put on so Christ is to put on Christ Christ is also the real food and the real drink the reality of all things is in Christ we should not enjoy the shadows too much the car is a shadow the house, house is a shadow we should not enjoy the shadows too much we should enjoy Christ all the shadows simply signify the reality Many photographs uh, uh, we, uh, that we see in our home, the photographs that we have, even your photograph is only a shadow of you. You, uh, the, the photograph on your wall is not you. you. That's a shadow of you. You are the real you, and the, sh- the photograph on the wall is the shadow. I hope you understand. It's not the real you. The real you is you, and the shadow is on the wall. So the real me is a living person. And when we see the food we eat every day, uh, is uh, It is only a photograph. It is not a real food, okay? Because the Lord says, I am the bread of life. So we should not be cheated and fooled by the photographs, by the shadows. We should always go for those realities. They simply signify Christ as the real one. And we do not care for eating, drinking, or a feast of the new moon, of the Sabbath. If we do not have Christ, we do not have the new moon. If you do not have Christ, you don't have the new moon. You don't have feast. There is no feasting. There is no Sabbath without Christ. In other words, there is no new start in your life. Christ is our morning. That's why the Bible calls him the morning star. So whenever we meet Christ, whenever we meet Christ, whenever we touch Christ, whenever we uh, we experience Christ, we have the sense that we have a new start in our day-to-day life. Moreover, Christ is the real feast for joy. If we do not have Christ, we do not have the real joy. Christ is also the real Sabbath. Without Christ, there is no rest. There is no rest. There is no Sabbath. In other words, we cannot exhaust how much Christ is to the church. We cannot exhaust how much Christ is to our body, life, to our life. Christ is everything to God. Christ is everything to the creation. Christ is everything in redemption. Christ is everything in the new creation. And to all physical and all material and all material things which are nothing but a shadow of this Christ. How much Christ is is it to us? Christ is so big. Christ is so wonderful. Christ is everything to us. Colossians tells us that he is our life today and our hope for the future. And this is what we call the experience of Christ. Once again, I want to end here in this third episode. I will come back with the fourth episode to see the vision of Christ in the scriptures. We are in the book of Colossians and we are also in Galatians, Philippians, and Ephesians. We are seeing this Christ to the fuller extent. May the Lord richly bless you. This is Pastor Dennis Matov, Order from Kampala, Uganda, Freedom Experience Ministry. Experience Christ. There For more information, or get more of these messages, or donate to our ministry, contact us on our Facebook page, Freedom Experience Ministry, or visit our website on www.freedomexperiencezone.com. Or you can call us directly on class 256 Thank you.